At 1 o'clock, we are doing our Eddie Griffin ticket giveaway. We are also doing the first edition of a new segment, Fair or Foul, where Chris and I will share stories, not both of us each week. Any Whoever has one, it could be sports. It could be outside of sports. We'll say a couple different ones, and we will decide whether the situation is Ooh. fair or foul. Yes, to, to tease this one today, the first one, Simone, I don't think you were on the last time I had a situation at the gym. Okay, no, no, no. I was here for his return from San Francisco, from San Francisco. which was a great story. That but would be I'm foul. Very excited. That would easily be foul. Very foul. You guys are just getting together and knowing, like, we got some stories. We got to make this into a That's feature. Right. That's right. <laughs> Fair or foul, that is coming up at 1 o'clock. The debut. The debut on a Friday, Fair or Foul Friday. So something came out yesterday about LeBron James and how it was fairly realistic that he could be moved. The Lakers completely lost in translation with what to do. I feel like if you're going to move LeBron, you might as well move what's left of AD as well and just start all over. Now, Rich Paul comes out today. And says, LeBron won't be traded, and we aren't asking to be. So that's based on the speculation, of course. That is per Brian Windhorse. I mean, I don't I don't know that it was ever a thing. And is the whole reason they're saying it's not a thing simply because this is L.A.? Um, probably. Uh, it's also just really tough to trade LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Like, no, A, no GM wants to have that on their resume, and B, it's just – how do you even remotely get fair value for what LeBron brings you? Because not only, obviously, does he bring you a lot of on-the-floor stuff, but the amount of money, hype, attention that you get for having LeBron James on your team, it's a pretty valuable piece to just ship off. And you can't yeah. really, you know, you know, Jaime Jaquez and, you know, Tyler Hero aren't really uh, quite matching the value for what exactly LeBron brings you. So it's just kind of tough. Yeah, I saw on the sack chat, Alan Diamond said, I would send Fox for LeBron and Russell right no, now. No, I, I don't know no, if you meant or, but no. you're definitely not getting LeBron no. and D'Lo. No, please, no. And Fox. Oh my and God. I don't know what Chris. I think that would be the worst trade of my lifetime, of anything. Even like lunch LeBron lunch and D'Lo for Fox? That, first of all, that would never happen. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just, it's... Like, what would the Kings be doing that for? Like, you, you you would have to say, yeah, we're winning the title this year then. And they probably would. Or next year. The Kings would? They probably would. If you're trading De'Aaron? De'Aaron? I don't, so, uh, LeBron, yeah, I don't, Herter. I don't, yeah. LeBron, Defense Herter. Defense is going to be an issue. Yeah. I Actually, I don't think that team wins. But if you're able to... First of all, like we said, thank you, Alan, but nobody is moving De'Aaron Fox. No. The whole point would to be... To have De'Aaron with yes. LeBron. Yes. Now, Keegan might have to go. He definitely would have to go. That, but, that would definitely be what the Lakers ask for. Exactly. And I maybe, hey, give us a Ruri or some somebody younger just for when LeBron retires. Right. But, you know, that's Rich Paul coming out now saying that nobody uh, – LeBron ain't going nowhere. He's mm-hmm. staying so in La La asking. Land. Yeah, so quit asking me, Okay. Look, I saw a couple different proposed trades to go to Miami. Yeah. Did you see it was Miami? There was another one, too. Uh, well, Stephen A. wants them to go to New York. Of course. Wants him to go to New and, York. And, and you know what? 
Stephen A., who we know how big of a personality he is, because we get on fans for saying, hey, just add LeBron and we'll still keep everyone. Like these these trades that don't make (laughs) sense. Stephen A. on national television says, have you not seen? Have you not seen what Jalen Brunson's been doing? Right. What, what, what Randall's been doing? And it's just... Stephen A, you got to <laughs> trade some of these guys to get LeBron. He's just not nah, just going to be. It's going to be DiVincenzo. He's right. going to say, yeah, you he's see what like, Dante's okay, doing? Okay, you can move off of DiVincenzo okay. because he's balling right yeah. now. No disrespect. So so I get on Kings fans and Niner fans and just fans in general for, for making unrealistic trades. But even Stephen A does yes. it. Everybody yes. does it when it comes to to being a fan. And I don't I don't think that. I don't think the LeBron's going to go either. I don't either. Uh, there's no way. And also, yeah, I mean, with the amount of power LeBron has in general, no deal is getting done without LeBron's consent. So no. if if Rich Paul's out here saying it's not happening, then. <laughs> and he not only that, it's it's double. It's a double down because it's Rich Paul telling Brian Windhorst. So mm-hmm. those are two very, very LeBron sources saying it ain't happening. Yeah, it's. It's fun, though. It's I don't fun know, to talk about, but. but but I will say this: I don't know how. I don't know what the future of LeBron holds. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the future of LeBron holds. Yeah. And you know, you talk about the the Peyton Mannings and some of these guys that, that get to end their career riding out at the top, not at the top of their game, but right in the pinnacle of their game, winning a Super Bowl, things like that. And I don't know if that's going to be LeBron. Which might be fitting we'll see. to LeBron's yeah. career, to be completely I mean, honest with you. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting because, I mean, we forget just because Kobe had the 60-point the game in his last game, that was the last game of the regular season. Like, Kobe right. wasn't even on a playoff team yeah. in his final year in the NBA. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's all the Bronny stuff out there. We don't even know if Bronny's going to come out in the draft this year. We don't know if LeBron's actually going to stick to his word and actually go play with Bronny. We don't even know how many years LeBron has left in general. Like I, it, you know, he's clearly at the top of his game, or <laughs> I shouldn't say the top of his game. He's all clearly still <laughs> playing at an All Star, All NBA level. So it, it'd be tough to imagine he's going to step down, you know, next season or something. But we are getting to the point where it's. You know his, his his style of play has to change at some point. Mm-hmm. Where, like at some point, he's gonna look a little bit more like Carl Malone than than LeBron James. And mm-hmm. uh, you know we haven't quite gotten to that point of him kind of being in the second stretch of his career where he kind of has to adapt his play. Um, I don't know. I think Miami makes some sense. He obviously has the familiarity with it. I guess he also bought a condo in Miami this off season. So there's a lot of rumors and whispers and he also congratulated Spo on Twitter when he got his uh contract extension. Mm-hmm. So there's some legitimate links there. I just I I just don't I don't even know if LeBron knows honestly. And as crazy as that is because he's planned out every single moment of his career it feels like, but I honestly don't think he's a hundred percent certain of what's gonna happen after his because I, I think his contract's up. Is it after this year? It's either it's, after this it's year or close, next year. I know it wasn't a long I know it wasn't a long one and yeah, I mean, teams don't want to mortgage their future right. for the chance. Because like you said, it's not a – this isn't the LeBron who took that yeah. Cavs team to the finals. Yeah, nine right? straight finals. You can't – like yeah. you said, hey, if you swap De'Aaron Fox for LeBron James right now, there is no certainty that yeah. the Kings are going to the finals. And that's what I think all these teams are, are struggling with. He's got a player option after next season. Okay. 
That's interesting. And then he is an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Hmm. Okay, so the so yeah, I mean the countdown kind of in a way does start now. I mean, you can understand how and maybe this is something that we need to take note of because again, LeBron has done this in the past where he leaves he left a lot of uh crumbs leading to his Cleveland departure to LA. You can maybe argue that he's starting to leave some crumbs here where oh wait, where Remember that random week where those LeBron trade rumors popped up right, right. before the deadline? Rich Paul is saying he's not being traded right now. Right now. Exactly. That has nothing to do with the summer. It has nothing to do with the summer. has nothing to do with halfway through next season, this exact point a year from now. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. It's crazier things have happened. And when you talk about Stephen A. and the Knicks. The New be, York Knickerbockers. That would be one way to end a career. It would be sick. Mm-hmm. That would be incredible. Because, I mean, I think the Knicks were in his initial uh, decision. Yeah. I believe they were a finalist in and, there. And now you got to wait for them to get good, which he did. He did, exactly. It just mm-hmm. took some time. took like 10 years for right. them to get there. But now it would make a lot of sense. You know, you got the garden. You got Knicks fans feeling good about things. The only thing that, you know, maybe might cross LeBron's brain is – well, if LeBron kind of ruins what's going on there, well, you just kind of upset. Not that LeBron has ever done that, and he took right. the same risk joining the Lakers, but, you know, at 38 or 39, whatever he'll be, you know, if, if LeBron goes to the Knicks and they don't win, well, something tells me New York fans are going to say, ah, this guy's a bum. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. Right. I ruined everything. We were building a champion. We lost Randall. Yeah. We yeah. lost Randall. Yeah. We had <laughs> exactly. cohesion. The chemistry. <laughs> That chemistry He's was a ruined. Tibbs guy. Yeah, it's it, and that's another thing too is LeBron and Tibbs don't seem like a uh, a matchup made in heaven. Yeah, so it you know there, he's got some options though. I mean, obviously every single team will take him, but um, there's there's a couple teams out there that make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, we'll, we'll and, see. and I don't think the Kings are. There's a lot of what, Warriors rumors too. I was gonna say yeah, that's that, not if, fun. I don't like to talk about them, but there there's some there's some. It's quiet. It's louder than a whisper. If is what I, I would say. if I was LeBron and I didn't want Steph to eclipse me, ah. I team up with Steph and we can get this thing together. I think that's tough though because you saw what happened with KD. But like, it's no one gave KD the credit, and so yeah, I, but it KD feels like... and Steph is different than LeBron and Steph. A bit, yeah. Because at least LeBron would say Steph. Steph can't because there have been rumblings about if Steph gets one and LeBron doesn't. Right. You could make the argument. Sure. To put him, not that anybody would, yeah. but you could. But if they get it together, LeBron blocks him. Yeah. So they have to get it together. It'd be interesting. And then you also get LeBron with his one true love as well, Mr. Draymond. That's right. <laughs> they get to they get you to play together. You would see the best basketball of Draymond of Green's his career. His whole career. It would be incredible. He's doing three sixty Out of nowhere. Yeah, the backpack <laughs> goes away, everything. And, uh, yeah, he's on his best behavior for the rest of the time. But it, it would be at what cost? I mean, and you know what that cost is. It'd be Clay. It'd be Clay. It'd be Clay. Uh, you can maybe give him Wiggins. You can give him J.K. The thing is, the Warriors have the pieces, and they that's do. where it's and it's not completely ruining what they got. I mean, as long as you have Steph, and you know, if LeBron's coming, he's gonna want Draymond there. Right. As long as you got those two, I think LeBron would be happy. You might be able to get it done and keep Clay. Just you just, probably could. You Wiggins. probably could. Yeah, throw Wiggins and, in there. And I think the Kaminga. thing is. Where we disagree on Kaminga's ceiling, yeah, I would say in this situation, if you're making me choose between what's left of Steph and Kaminga's possible ceiling, yeah. you're going to L.A., buddy. Bye, buddy. You're yeah. 
Get ready to pack your bags, buddy. You're going. You're going. Get ready to <laughs> learn. Go to L.A. Congrats. Get ready to learn Tinseltown, buddy. Yeah. You are headed to I'm L.A. Sure would love it. Here is Jake Fisher getting back to the Kings. Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports had some things to say. He wrote a piece about what is going on with the Kings and other teams, and this is uh, from a Jake Fisher piece. Dallas and Sacramento remain the two teams connected by league figures to Washington forward Kyle Kuzma. The Mavericks appear, appear to be pursuing a much wider range of players than the Kings. Sacramento and Dallas both register interest in Siakam and Grant, league sources told Yahoo Sports. But aside from the Kuzma connection, whom the Kings have pursued dating back to his Laker days, Sacramento isn't currently known to be pursuing other roster upgrades that would require parting with Harrison Barnes, sources said. And he could very well stick in Sacramento beyond the deadline. The Mavericks, meanwhile, continue to be connected to other forwards such as Washington, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Andrew Wiggins. Oof. That's interesting. There's a couple different things there. Um, first thing, interesting, of course, it seems like, I think I said this yesterday, but Kings and Dallas seem to be looking in the same pots. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'll have to look at Dallas's assets, but that's a little bit scary for the Kings from the Kings' right. perspective because – you're then in a bidding war. And as we've established, Kings don't have that big of a chest. And so, uh, you know, they can't really dig very deep in order to beat anybody's offer. And again, I don't really know what Dallas necessarily has to throw out that might be better than the Kings. But uh, just in general, when you're in a bidding war, you're probably going to have to give up more than you want. I I just, I I don't know if, and this becomes the question of how desperate, if we were to put on one to 10, how desperate are the Kings to definitely have to make a move, I don't, it doesn't feel like they're super desperate. It feels like a team like Dallas would be more desperate. It feels like the Kings could still bank on, ah, you know, we're playing pretty well, and you could argue we haven't played our best so far mm-hmm. this season. Like, there's still a whole second half. It, And then even there, hearing Harrison Barnes, he could stay beyond this deadline. That's the first time we've seen that in writing as well. Uh, that It's starting to sound like, you know, They've been listening to Styles and Watkins, and they've definitely been listening to the Styles portion of the show. I told you, nothing is happening. <laughs> but I want Kyle Kuzma. I love yeah. Kyle Kuzma. It's just we're running out of time here. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're definitely getting there. I think, and, I, and I'm tired of doing this every time. I think this road trip is a big deal. <laughs> nothing has been a big deal to move any needle, right? Losses, and, wins. No, nah, losses, wins. Struggles. The Grizzlies success. make a small deal to yeah. really just, I guess, Put themselves in a position to get somebody big yeah. in this year's draft yeah. because they're not doing anything. So your boy exactly. Steven Adams Love is it. headed to Houston. Houston, yeah, which is an interesting move. Houston continues to just kind of exist. Exist. Yeah. yeah. They like Steven Adams is is he's good. He's he's good. He's I would not say he's great, but he's, you know, high end third tier mm-hmm. of a of a center in the NBA. He's He's a good piece to have, but I, I don't know. You know, I, I think it's going to make Houston better. It makes them more of a professional basketball team than they were last year, a thousand percent. And we've obviously seen firsthand that they've taken leaps this year in, in as well. Um, I don't know. It depends what they do in the offseason, but I think it's a good move for Houston overall. It just kind of depends. We don't know how healthy Steven Adams is. This is the second straight year he's had to miss because of injury, and I think he's 
on the other side of 30 yeah, as well. Yeah, he's so. definitely no yeah. spring chicken. Yeah. And after he's never been, like, an explosive athlete. No, that so. is not his bag at all. Yeah. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, some crazy numbers coming out of Las Vegas. We also we also kind of profile the Tony Snell situation, what the league could do there to figure out a, a solution. We will give you those details. And we'll get into some Niners talk. Are the Niners underdogs? And don't forget... Fair foul at 1 p.m. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. A, I guess you would call it a unique story out of Tony Snell's camp. And yes, when you talk about Tony Snell, he's got that meme. But this is serious stuff here as Tony Snell is, what, uh, a, a certain amount of games uh, one, so. yeah, yeah, he's got to officially be on a contract this an NBA contract this year to apply for, um, you know, their lifetime insurance, like it's, having having medical insurance for the rest of his life. Yes, yes. Right. So here is this was Charles Barkley on the TNT broadcast last night discussing hope. Basically, should a team step up and and what should be done to make sure that this gets taken care of? I read an article yesterday, Tony Sne- Snell. Yeah. yeah. I, Needing I, to be signed. By the end of this week, because yeah. he's got two kids with autism, and he needs to play to the end of the year to get a 10-year medical right. to help him take care of his two autistic kids. I'm hoping, you know, man, the NBA's been great to all of us sitting up here. Uh, you know, and you guys going to be playing basketball forever, making a gazillion dollars. I hope one of you guys signed Tony so his two autistic kids can get great medical care. I read that article. Or does the league just well, Adam Silver comes in and, and it makes an exception and he gets the he gets the Well, well, it, well but well, I mean it, it's it's only it's only 40 games so he can uh, make but, uh, well, 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 I'm just telling you he yeah. they, they, That's they, an easier they, way. Well, no, I'm just saying I, I hope a team signs yeah. him for the rest of the season because you know, I don't know a lot about autism. I'm not going to say that. But, man, I know it's got to be expensive to have two young kids with that situation. So, I'm hoping the NBA – we always talk about what a family we are. Right. Let's let's sign that kid for the rest of the season. Yeah, and you heard Kenny hop in. And whenever you're asking it, – it's it, it is it is difficult because whenever you're asking people to bend the rules or to make an exception – right. Then it becomes a, well, you did it for Slippery him. Slope, can you right. do it for me? So when Kenny hopped in there, I just kind of thought, Kenny, can you just, just let, let him talk? Can you just yeah. let him, <laughs> yeah. can let him finish, yes. right? I mean, I, don't, I think there are a couple different ways to do this here. And I don't know, would it have to, we don't know the ins and outs. Would it have to, could it be a 10 day or whatever the situation is, right? right? And, and from a basketball standpoint, would somebody be willing to do it? Tony Snell is only 32. Hmm. Obviously, he hasn't been playing. But, yeah, hopefully somebody steps in. It's a it's a unique situation. But I do feel like not to be the company guy, but when you bend rules, not that the NBA can't afford it. It's Absolutely. not about that. Yeah. I, I'm just, no, for sure. It just turns into, well, well, then just – Bended him all the time then? I, I don't right. know. I don't want to sound... No, for sure. I hear yeah. what you're saying, though, because it, it is a, a slippery slope. And, I mean, this definitely is a situation where you would expect it to warrant it. But um, at the end of the day, like, especially with something like healthcare, you could kind of see how they would say, "I'm like, the rules are the rules. And, you know, there could be situations all the time and, you know, whatever. It, mm-hmm. it, again, it becomes a slippery slope. But 
definitely hope that somebody signs him. I mean, uh, even if it is a 10 day, like you said, or if it has to be for if the rest has, of the season, right. yeah, I understand why maybe some teams might say, Oh, you know, like, you know, it's a, it's a roster spot and every spot needs to be valued. But you know, I'm looking, there's, uh, there's yeah, so many teams at the this. bottom yeah. of the NBA, Detroit can Come Portland. I mean, well, even he's in the G league right now. Like he's, he's with the, uh, I think he's with the main Celtics right now. So, you know, could the Celtics possibly call him up or take care of it internally? Um, it, it's, it's great that Chuck, uh, took the time to to call that to attention though because I did I saw the Jake Fisher article I read uh, a couple paragraphs of it and I had heard about Tony Snell uh, and his autistic children uh, before and it sounds like uh, he he does need it too because you could also argue I can hear people saying oh he's played in the NBA nine seasons you've got enough money you're a multi-millionaire um, it, it seems like from from what I saw I think it was a video as well that you can probably check out on YouTube there's a lot that goes into to just the care that he needs. So definitely hope that uh, they can just, you know, however however they need to do it, just take care of the situation. Yeah, and it's not a matter of the, I guess, the amount of money he's made. It's just the fact that he's so close. Yeah, right. right? If, he, too, if, he right. Had, if he wasn't close at all. Yeah, if then, it's like he needs two more years, then it's like, okay, okay, well, you can understand how that might be a bigger ask. But right. at this point, we're saying two months. Exactly, with – a bunch of teams that aren't going to do anything yep. come come postseason time. Even the Spurs. Yeah. Okay. Any Absolutely. there are so any many teams. Yes, there's there so many. So many teams that you we could just go like you could do it very do it. <laughs> you could do it very easily. Who is not able to pretend like it it matters whether they sign you got Charlotte Tony Sm- Snell you or got not. Washington. You got Detroit. Mm-hmm. You got even Memphis. T- Toronto. Toronto. Portland. San Antonio. I mean, and it doesn't have – we just threw out the losing teams. It doesn't have right, to be a right. losing I mean, team. The, uh, yeah, can, the Jazz. What are the odds that the big club, the Celtics, you're telling me the Celtics are going to go down to their 14th man? No. No. They no. had Justin Jackson on their championship roster. Like, you, you can have people I didn't even out know there. That. Exactly. You can have guys out there that have no intention of playing. Absolutely not. So, yeah. this this is a very uh, – I guess to Kenny's point, it should be an easy situation, or Chuck's point as well, but it should be an easy situation to fix regardless of how they get it done. I just hope that the NBA, who is, uh, you know, obviously there's tons of billionaire and multi-millionaire owners, you would just hope that somebody would say, hey, let's let's try and help this guy out. Uh, because it is. It is a, a true family, and it is a brotherhood, and something small like that, you could see how they're, you know, it, it – could possibly sow some distrust between players and and ownership or the NBA PA and and ownership as well because it's like we're not, like you said we're not asking for a lot we're just right. asking for one of our players who desperately does need help not I shouldn't say desperately but does need help um can you just scratch his back just this yeah. one time how many times have you guys pulled one over on one of our players and we haven't said something about yeah. it can you just scratch our back once Got to get to a break. When we get back, some crazy numbers coming out of Vegas and whether or not the Niners are underdogs. Only a couple NFL Network analysts even chose the Niners to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. That Las Vegas sphere is out of control. And I always have a lot of thoughts about advertising. I do think it works. I used to be that person. Why is McDonald's paying for all this? It's not like nobody knows who McDonald's is. Yeah. 
But I do think sometimes they get you to where it's, I mean, I guess I haven't had Taco Bell in a while. Yeah. Maybe I want Taco Bell. I do think it works. Or you're just like, oh, that pizza looks really good. Where's that from? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So the Las Vegas Sphere, which can be seen out of anybody's bedroom window, is charging brands up to $2 million for advertising takeovers during Super Bowl week. This is this whole thing is out of control. It's insane. Everybody, everything is is getting gouged. And by the way, the sphere, I saw it when I was uh, in mm-hmm. Vegas for that Vikings Raiders game. Over overrated. Ooh, not impressed. Way he said. Is it and I was weird so, looking. What, what I've seen it too. The problem is and, cute. yeah, okay. So A, it's see-through during the day. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's made out of a weird screen <laughs> where you can definitely see through the screen okay. and it's not super clear. Uh, or not super vivid, mm-hmm. I guess I would say the LEDs aren't. And then if you walk up close enough, mm-hmm. you see the individual lights, and so it just it doesn't it doesn't hold. It looks a lot better from afar. Right when like, people is creepy, it's not very creepy. Yes. It, it's like the Wizard of Oz. I, I see yes, how the, peel back the curtain. Yes, bit. how yeah. the cookie is being made. Exactly. I think it's an absolute staple of Las Vegas. Though now it's. You don't agree, Chris? A no, it, lo- it yeah. looks it it's looks just great. like the Luxor or it's adding to the skyline. The for Bellagio, sure. yeah, I think that it has that I much of an impact. The problem is, it's thing. not functional. Like it's not. I shouldn't say it's not functional. It's just from what I understand, they are losing a ton yeah, losing of a money, money on it. And so it's like it looks great, but at the same time, well, that's why they're charging people two million dollars. Yeah, they're exactly. Trying, they're trying to make this money back a normal week uh-huh. to advertise four hundred and fifty k, just a measly four hundred and fifty, just something light. Yeah. Super Bowl week, like we said, it'll be two million dollars. There's also another story coming out of Simone. Real quick, how yeah. do you feel? And I guess Alan, you too. But Simone, since you've seen it, like yeah. because it is used for mainly advertising like and that's also my problem with it is we see like the cool like oh it's the moon and oh it's this weird furry thingy Mm -hmm. but too many times you actually walk up and it's like a sponsor for pandora diamonds right i mean what is your question there that it's just like I mean, should it be used for advertisement, and or should it strictly? Be? No, because I feel like it's used, but I feel like that's what it's used for more. But often what about than like that. there's like the emoji thing, as you just said, the moon thing. It that isn't like sponsored, like, right? No, that's it's just not. like placeholders, like in between. Yeah, and I feel like it's not used enough for that. Like I feel like if you go, it's probably like ten percent used for actual cool things like that, yeah. and the other. Nine, it, pretty much my bigger problem is the sphere, while it is cool, seems to just be the world's biggest bulletin board, <laughs> or, uh, uh, you know, video board yes. for advertising. It's going to be a lot. I'm I'm curious to see what they are going to utilize it for the Super Bowl. That's like the best, I mean, arguably, yeah. some of the best guerrilla marketing interesting strategies. Yeah. So what are they going to utilize that half dome with? is what I'm excited to see. And you guys are going to report back. Yeah, I guess we will, yeah. (laughs) It's, because I do like the the guerrilla marketing is definitely the coolest part of it. If you can make something that doesn't look like it's intentionally supposed to be, Mm -hmm. you know, without throwing the NFL logo Uh, massively on it, if you can do something cool like that somehow. And just, again, I just want to, their big thing is impressions, right? Look at how many people yeah. are going to be pressing, sure. sending, retweeting mm-hmm. it Billboard. online. It's just a really 
really it's complex, a really cool, expensive billboard. billboard. Yeah. yeah, and so here's the line though: if you can go too far with this stuff, you can go too obvious. As we mentioned, the Luxor one side of the Luxor, I'm assuming the front, looks like a big Dorito <laughs> chip. Yeah, so yeah, that's very obvious, right? The sphere sometimes it can be too obvious, and obviously they're they're losing money. When when it first came out, and it was what what is this? Yeah, is it did aliens? the aliens drop yeah. this in the middle? Of right, and and, and there's some some mystique, some mystery there. I it's a it's a dance though because if you don't remember, and I believe Simone was producing the show as well. That whole Snoop Dogg smoke thing. Oh right, for yeah. the oh, for yeah. the smokeless. I'm right. going fireplace. smokeless. That did terrible. Yeah, it did, it that actually terrible. didn't do well at all. That company lost money. Right. It was a complete flop because it was too confusing. Right. <laughs> it was way too confusing. Well, I, I think it upset people, too. Yes. It's like, I'm actually upset that this was a big so advertisement. Yes. Yeah. And then they, I think they waited too long to say, hey, yes. this uh, totally. to the point where yeah. we, we kind of thought it wasn't true, but then we kind of forgot about it. Then it yes. was a, a five days later. So if you go... Too niche or too too much mystique, right. you can miss there too. I got one for you that's going to make certain people feel a type of way. And honestly, I get it. This is this just came out not too long ago. So I don't know where it was said. But Christian McCaffrey's mom, did you see this? I did Christian not. McCaffrey's mom and his fiance, Olivia Colpo, have come out and said that. Oh, the ticket? The suite yeah, exactly. was too expensive for yep. them. And I don't know what, I don't know how they said it. I, I'm a big, I need to hear how you said it. I don't know if they're yeah. kidding or not. Okay. Cause Christian McCaffrey signed a $64 million contract, right? Sure. The suites are 2 million. Yeah. So they're saying they're too expensive for us. And it's, and people are turning it too. into, it's too expensive for them. It ain't too expensive. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to cash out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it. But two million dollars for a suite is is crazy expensive. It is it, expensive. Like even rich people can still say that's too much. I'm not saying you can't, but I'm not saying you don't got it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you I just guess don't the wanna... implication that you don't have it is is disingenuous. Oh, she... <laughs> Lisa McCaffrey has a podcast on no, the- No, you're lying. No, no. You are no, no, no. Here you go. You're Here you lying. Go. Here you go. There's this is- no. I thought it was like a podcast format. This is from page6.com. Uh, the cost of suites at Super Bowl, at the at this Super Bowl is so steep that even the players can't afford it. Christian McCaffrey's mom, Lisa McCaffrey, revealed on her podcast, on her Your Mom podcast, which now that I say that out loud, I, I do remember that now. Friday, that she and the NFL's star's fiance, Olivia Culpo, were unable to secure a suite at Allegiant Stadium ahead of the February 11th game. We looked into a suite and none of us can afford it, Lisa said. Not even Christian. Money bags over there. Nor money bags Olivia. So we are not in a suite, she added. I'll tell you that right now. So she's saying it in, it sounds like she's saying it in jest. She's not saying, right. why can't we afford yeah. She's not saying it yeah, like she's that. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, she's just saying, this is crazy. I mean, we're, we're being not. hated on. Yeah, we're not going to pay this much, but yeah. That's insane. I just, I, I can't, like, two million, <laughs> like, I understand $2 million is, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But if anything, it's, it's symbolic of the Super Bowl in general, right? Mm-hmm. If the, if the advertising is $2 million to get it on the sphere, 
Uh, I'm very nervous for us just going to your local coffee shop or whatever. I'm sure those uh, prices are going to be insane. Yeah. What? It's yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be a nightmare. But this is honestly what what the NFL does. Like this is this is uh, it's a premium product, and you're putting it in the heart of Las Vegas, like. Things ain't going to be cheap. Like, no, ask ask not? everyone who went to you F1. Have, yeah, you're not going to have a choice. Here's my question, and we mentioned this during our transition after the crossover with Carmichael Dave and Jason Roth. Do you think these restaurants, not that it's that hard, you know, I all I want yeah. is to go to Guy Fieri's <laughs> spot, which I go to every, every yeah. time I go to Vegas, get the trash can nachos every time. So if you're Guy Fieri, well, hopefully we get – I'm going to talk to Jay, see if we can get him on the yes. show. Jay, yeah. if you're listening, we're trying to get Guy Fieri. So it basically, okay, the Super Bowl is coming. Do you just have new menus ready to go right. Ready to go with the new with prices? The new prices? Yeah. Is that just – is it just that simple? All these places are yeah. just ordering new – new menus right now so they can up their prices it wouldn't surprise me because they've had enough time of, it would be of, worth it of knowing exactly it would be worth you're it. gonna get I, and you know what something i didn't even think about is just the casual like I, i'm not i don't have super bowl tickets i'm just going to vegas to see the spectacle no, you, like no, you're not i didn't even consider yeah. that being a, a whole demographic of people because yeah it's not just going to be Chiefs fans or niners fans out there it's going to be people who are just like the super bowl is going to be in vegas I'm going to be there because there's going to be so many gronk, you know, pool parties and random things like that. It's going to be nuts, man. I, I, I just, I think that entire, the entire city is just going to be crazy for the entire week. So here we go. And like we said, I'm just using this as an example, right? Get there, they're for two. Okay. So guys, trash can nachos right now are $25.99. Which I'm assuming that's what they were prior because big okay. nachos. Okay, I'm super like, I'll show you. I got the video on my phone. Like, I got the video on my phone. Raised. It, it could be though. It could be. So now when we get out there and we get in there, we'll see if they actually raise it. Because yeah. I, I got. I don't think guy will. I, I think you they'll think, be the yeah. same price. Yeah. I think I would. I mean, price. personally, I would raise my prices. I would definitely be like, I mean, y'all, y'all ain't gonna pay it anyway. And didn't you, didn't you come here to flex? You know, you can flex it. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> I don't want to flex there. I just want to eat. Well, you know, it's it's, it's all. It, yeah, there's we'll see. So all excited. We'll start. We got, this is amazing. We gotta start. We'll search other places now and see yes. if their prices good, yeah. change. Just just for fun, because yeah. and to cry in case <laughs> if that is the case. Gotta get to a break. When we get back, are the Niners actually underdogs? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. 15 minutes away from the Eddie Griffin ticket giveaway. Also 15 minutes away. We'll wait for Simone to pick that winner before we do our first first installment or fair or foul because I want Simone around after she's done picking that caller. Live Nation has teamed up with Sacktown Sports to hook you up with tickets to check out comedy legend Eddie Griffin live at the Hard Rock Sacramento April 13th. 15 minutes we will give away those tickets also before we get into the Niners and their underdogness. speaking of underdogs this is from Darren Ravel this was yesterday Toyota has signed a national endorsement deal with Brock Purdy 
It is the auto brand's first deal with an active NFL player since signing their official NFL vehicle sponsorship in October. Hmm. Cash yeah. moves everything around me. Yeah, real quick. I honestly, everybody is worried. Oh, well, what if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl? What if he doesn't? What about the. And we have years to talk about this because they can't even talk about a contract with Brock until after the 2024 season ends. Right. I honestly think this won't be a big deal. I think that Brock is made of the same thing that Tom Brady has been made with in terms of not caring about getting the most money. I think Brock understands how much it means to have those weapons. Deals like this very much help. And I don't think that there's going to be – I think it's going to get solved very quickly. I don't think it'll be a problem. I think Brock is going to say, what's the most money I can get where I don't lose my guys? Yep, exactly. Whatever that is, give me that. I got Toyota. If he wins the Super Bowl – that even if you're a Niners fan, obviously you want the Niners to win the Super Bowl because you're a Niners fan. Right. But also those endorsements after the Super Bowl, yep. Brock is just going to be thinking, yeah, I'm, I want a salary, I want to get top ten because I feel like I'm a top ten guy. Right. But I don't need this. These I don't need a Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts contract that that can affect the can affect the rest of the roster because I want to keep winning. Yeah. I honestly don't think this is – people are, well, what's going to happen when you got to pay Brock? No. I, I just don't think that's what he's built from. Yeah. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I agree. I don't th- – Brock just – I completely agree. The Brady thing is is dead on. I think that's exactly what he's going to do. I think Brock is number one person aware that, you know, his weapons are incredibly key to his success. And I, I totally could see him doing exactly what you laid out, saying, look, what is the most amount of money or what's the ballpark of mm. – how we can maybe make sure that Debo's still around, that we can keep Ayuk around, and McCaffrey as well. I guess you don't really have to factor Trent Williams into that, and maybe you're not factoring George Kittle into that as he's kind right. of in the backside of his career. But you got to make sure that your weapons are still there, or at least giving yourself the money to, hey, if we are or have to move on from one of these guys, let's get some funds to, or make sure we still have some funds to get something in that spot because – um, I mean, you know, regardless of what you're going to end up paying Brock, it's going to be significantly more than what he's making now. So I, I definitely think he'll take what he can get, and uh, I, I can definitely see him doing the the team responsible thing and and making sure his other guys can eat too. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, pointing out the the this endorsement, all these things, it's only going to help because you're right. That's you know, NBA people they make just as much off the floor as they do on the floor, and that could be a way of Brock to kind of supplement things. You know, and, and people compare the underdog story of Kurt Warner to Brock, and Kurt had that movie recently. <laughs> yeah. but Did you see it? No, I didn't okay, see it. It good. looked terrible. I was like, there was Did no you way. see it? No, no. I barely watched look, the trailer. It looked awful. It looked, But, I, hey, I, I respect American Kurt Warner. American underdog, it just, yeah. It just, didn't, it just didn't look great. And the thing about it is being signed the way that Kurt Warner was signed, great story. Yeah. Brock Purdy, liter- I, I do think that even if Kurt Warner was more of an underdog, the branding and marketing is better for Brock because Mr. Irrelevant is a term. Yes, absolutely. It's a term, yep. and it's never happened, and that is what people are going to salivate over. And it stands over. for something. Too. And it, it stands, stands for, for something. being the underdog. You had our the guy, ultimate underdog. friend of the show, we're trying to get Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> King's Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the show eventually, yeah. he said, shout out to the other to, to another Mr. Irrelevant because he was the last pick in the NBA right. draft. Absolutely. This is a thing. Yeah. We read off the other names. <laughs> it's, this is crazy said, talk, right? Yeah. I so, I mean, 
Getting signed the way Kurt Warner did, awesome. Maybe a better understog- underdog story technically, right. but the branding of Mr. Irrelevant, he's going to be fine. This is this is all yeah. going to be fine, and it's going to be – if he pulls this off – and that's a crazy thing. Even if he doesn't, it would still be a crazy story. Yes. But this is – it's a make or miss league. If you yeah. win it – Yeah. Life-changing. It's just, it's just life-changing. Got a bizarre story, and there's it's always out of Jacksonville. And this just came out an hour ago. Florida in general. Haven't Florida man strikes away, strikes again. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet, obviously, but Adam Schefter posted this an hour ago. Here's the headline. The Jaguars have asked FanDuel to reimburse them for some or all of the approximately $20 million in stolen proceeds a former employee lost on the site, but the company is unwilling to pay. Wait, what? Why would the team be requesting the money? Amit Patel, a mid-level finance manager, has pleaded guilty to stealing $22 million through a virtual oh, I did credit card this. system That's right. the Jaguars use for expenses. Yes. So he stole it. Yes, he stole and the money. Yeah. FanDuel is saying, I don't care. Yes. So was he gambling because it's he was, Yes, he was gambling that I do remember hearing this you story. You going to jail like now? Yeah, that buddy, dude is going to jail. Yeah. Big time, yes. That you're done. He took money from the organization and used it to gamble. And yeah, That's so I guess crazy. the Jaguars are asking. What? They're asking the FanDuel. Hey, that wasn't us though. That was, but that's your man's though. Yeah, that was like, your man's though. Like it's somehow FanDuel's responsibility to be aware that oh, that money isn't actually his, and so that's he insane. He, he, we we we're gonna give it. We're just gonna give that money back to you, Jacksonville Jaguars, because you guys are really strapped for cash. Look and uh, look and, out of here. And they make it very. They make it. Y'all were stupid. Mid-level finance manager. We're not gonna get in anybody's pockets. No. I'm not saying that but i don't understand this stuff man this is very similar to me i'm assuming this guy wasn't doing bad and and honestly this just speaks to gambling addiction of course more than anything else but it reminds me of you know we joke about the sneaker app as i get ready by the way sneaker app may 2024 i'm putting it out there in the universe right now okay the sneaker app they are releasing the kobe girl dads if i don't get those shoes if I don't get those shoes, I will never. I might never wear Nikes again. I need them, Chris. I need them. Okay. Public pleading. Please, somebody help me. Help me. They're turquoise. The Kobe girl dads. I think they come out in May. Help your boy out. But this reminds me of the sneaker situation where there was a kid whose mom what worked for Nike, so he had the Nike yeah. credit card right. and he was bought he was buying yeah. and flipping like, sneakers. <laughs> yeah, they were like Brother. all in his garage. And then he and had stuff. them all laid out. Yeah, I'm, pretty, yeah. sure, look, I'm pretty sure she got laid off because you're a part of that. Yeah, Brother, did. not did. only you you didn't just hustle backwards for us. Yeah. For me, for you, Generational you messed man. up the you fumbled the biggest bag. <laughs> yeah. Your mom works she, at Nike. You like, don't get any up. plugs. Not just Nike employee store or something. She was like a, a Nike exec. Is your allowance not enough? No, it's not. That's crazy. Uh, I'm reading here on on what uh, Mr. Patel is being accused of here. Actually, not even accused. Has pled guilty to stealing $22 million through a virtual credit card system the Jaguars used for expenses. Sources with knowledge of the case told ESP, 
ESPN that Patel lost about 20 million of the funds on daily fantasy and sports bets. Who are you at t- FanDuel? Who are you tailing? <laughs> Which had Who him tailing? as a VIP host. He also lost an additional million on DraftKings. That was his last stand. He was Maybe like, I could win it all yeah. back. He was I, like, you yeah. have FanDuel's bad yeah, luck. Yeah, yeah. I've lost 20 oh, mil wow. on FanDuel. Yeah. 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, one, oh, I just got, I, I'm so close. I can just get it all back. All no. I need is a B. John Robinson first yeah. touchdown, <laughs> yes. a cow, you know, a whoever yeah. second touchdown. That is crazy. Yeah. You had a good job, man. He transferred the money directly from the virtual credit card straight to FanDuel. Uh, no, their discussions FanDuel, are no ongoing. Flags there? No flags there, FanDuel? <laughs> Nothing. No, just no flags. Also, yeah, great point. How much are people just casually dropping in? If that doesn't even raise a flag, like how many? How much money are people just dropping on their FanDuel accounts? Goodness. They're like, it's Drake. Or no, he does steak, I guess. Never mind. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a whole nother <laughs> thing, too. That seems like it's wow. sketch, to that, say the least. I cannot believe that. I mean, look, man. It's a problem. Here's what FanDuel has to say about it. Um, FanDuel uh, said this in a statement. The way that they see it, we we got this money fair and clear. It's not our problem that we have to forfeit it back to no, you. No, it's not your problem at all. At all. At all. I don't even understand what That's like, what are the grounds that the Jaguars are no, saying yeah. this is on. You know what? Because, you know, I came from the tech world and – there are certain situations where, okay, you pay vendors for certain things and you have finance and you have accounting and they should know what's going okay. out. You clearly have no clue what's going out. Yeah, this is this is what the, the Jaguars say. They say gambling sites have a duty to perform anti-money laundering and know your client procedures to ensure they do not onboard funds uh, of an illicit origin. Uh, let's see here where the size of the customer's bets far outweighs their income. Red flags are present and should require attention, mm. additional attention. So he was and on due his personal. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it was on his personal account, but the money was, fl- was filtered through the virtual credit card. That's, I mean, if you're fan, do I get, I get that, <laughs> so but that's not <laughs> this is a great quote. He was legendarily bad when it comes to the biggest loser ever on FanDuel, they're calling him. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That is wow. crazy. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we have our <laughs> Eddie Griffin ticket giveaway and our first installment of Fair or Foul. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown.